Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. I hope you are enjoying your weekly reading from the book of Romans. Hopefully you're, you're doing that and uh, reading through the different chapters. Two weeks ago, we talked about justification in Romans chapter 5. Justification is the act of God where our sins are forgiven by the work of Christ Jesus on the cross. We are justified by grace through faith. It's not something we earn or something we deserve, but a gift we receive by faith with the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Last week, we worked through the first half of Romans chapter 6. We talked about how the cross of Christ Jesus has defeated both sin and death. Sin is choosing to do our will in contrast to God's will. And sin is defeated when we become justified, when we are saved. Death is also defeated in justification, yet this is not fully realized until our own resurrection from the dead. So that leaves us in this in-between time in between our justification and our future resurrection, the present. In theological terms, it is described as a now and not yet. We are saved now, we are being saved now, and we will be saved, are all true statements found in scripture. This time in between our justification and our future glory with Christ Jesus and the new heavens and the new earth is called sanctification. Sanctification. It is mentioned twice in our second reading from Romans 6. You may have heard it. So what is sanctification? The Greek and Hebrew, the original languages of the Bible, emphasize simply to be set apart. To be set apart. Sanctification is a twofold ongoing event. First, Christians have been made holy through Christ Jesus. We've been made holy. And second, we are called to continue to grow into and strive for holiness by cooperating with the indwelling Holy Spirit while we are in this place of being transformed. Sanctification is in a sense what we call the Christian walk. It is the process of becoming sanctified, the process of becoming holy. Sanctification is to be set apart from this world. And you find the same language about sanctification in other parts of the New Testament too, not just in St. Paul. St. Peter, emphasizing the set apart from the world idea, wrote this in 1 Peter chapter 2. He said, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So there is a setting apart of the people of God from other people. St. John in his letter wrote these words, 1 John chapter 2. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. 
The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. So again, there's this idea of being separated from the world. Even Jesus talks about sanctification. He prayed these words just before he was arrested in the garden, which come from St. John's Gospel in chapter 17. Jesus said, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. For they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. So what Jesus prayed for us was that we would be sanctified, set apart from the rest of the world. So if you are a Christian, you are in the process of sanctification. In our justification, our time of forgiveness, when we are saved, when we become born again, all biblical lingua for being justified, we by faith declare that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. And once we have become justified, we begin the process of sanctification. So in our second reading from Romans 6, St. Paul uses slave and master language to describe this new dimension of existence that we are in, this, this in-between time. He writes, But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and, and have become slaves to righteousness so from slaves to sin we become slaves to righteousness and again Paul writes now that you have been freed from sin and enslaved to God the advantage you get is sanctification so in sanctification we continue to make a daily decision to follow Jesus as our Lord lordship is what we are called to to follow Jesus Christ as our Lord Yet, because we still have a flesh that is being made holy, we can struggle with his lordship. So in this process of being sanctified, oftentimes we can follow old habits. We can follow old ways of thinking. They can be so ingrained that we fall back into them. One scholar put it this way, it's like a prisoner who is newly set free, and the prisoner has become accustomed to prison life. His life is shaped by the routines of prison culture, but now finds himself in a whole new way of approaching life because he's free. It can be confusing and difficult, and it can be a struggle to change. And in this way, it can be the same for the Christian often. A Christian can also romanticize the world, think sentimentally about one's past life without Jesus as Lord. Seems like it was easier before I was a Christian, right? Perhaps like the Israelites, whom Moses led out of bondage and slavery in Egypt. Yet when difficult times came, even though they were set free, the Israelites wanted to go back to Egypt to make and worship Egyptian idols. The Christian can struggle with these same desires. Jesus is our Lord. It's our confession that sometimes 
our flesh wants to make something else, Lord. We may fall to other lordships. We can become dominated by drugs. We can be dominated by ideologies. We can become dominated by greed or by a lust for power and influence. But nevertheless, we persevere in righteousness, continuing to make Jesus the Lord of our lives. And that is why in our baptismal covenant, page 300 and 304 and 305 in the Book of Common Prayer, the proper response to the celebrant's questions is this, I will with God's help. And that help comes by the way of the Holy Spirit, who Jesus has sent to strengthen us and comfort us in the process of sanctification. And we find the help of the Holy Spirit when we actually take time to quiet ourselves, to take time to listen to what the Spirit is saying. In our tradition, we often call this a rule of life. What habits do we have daily, weekly, and throughout the year where we actively pursue God's will for our lives? What is our prayer life like? Is it steady? What is our Bible reading like? Is it consistent? How do we practice the Sabbath? Do we truly take time to rest? Christian disciplines are a necessary protection against re-enslavement to secular lordships. What do we listen the most to? Do we spend more time with the national news or in our Christian disciplines? We confess and agree that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul, with all our mind and with all our strength. But do we really practice loving the Lord in all these ways? Sanctification is about being formed to the image of God. Sometimes it's fun and sometimes it can be painful. Sometimes we struggle with thinking we know best, but we don't. And we usually realize it later. An image I love for sanctification is clay in the hands of the potter, kind of like the picture above. The clay is being formed into what it was created to be. But I bet you if the clay could talk, it might say something like this. No, don't do that. It's uncomfortable. I look awkward. I think this way is better. Oh, please don't cut that part out. But the potter continues to sanctify his work. Jesus is forming us into what we were created to be. And we must trust the Holy Spirit. We must yield to the Holy Spirit as God will see us through. Now later in the book of Romans, St. Paul will give us more details on how a Christian should live in this world. That's Romans chapter 12. If you want to jump ahead and read that this week. Some more practical details to come. But for now, it is important to understand the theological paradigm we are in. This time, as Christians, is called sanctification. The good news of the gospel is found in our reading from Romans in the very last verse. 
Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a great verse to memorize. May we declare and know that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. May we grow in the knowledge of Jesus as our Lord. May our lives continually be transforming because Jesus is our Lord. May we always be ready to share to the world around us who our Lord is, the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, the Redeemer of the world, whose name is Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.